Are you wondering how to make your welcome sequence even better so that people joining your list can't wait to get the next email from you? Oh, baby, we are diving in today to one of my favorite topics. So let's get started. Welcome to the Grow Your Business for Good show. This is a place where coaches and consultants gather so you can learn how to lead a world-class business that does not tax your time, your energy, or your financial resources. We are your hosts, M. Shannon Hernandez. And Amy Hager of the Joyful Business Revolution. And our number one goal is to bring you clarity and insight on how to grow your business for good. Amy, I could never be more excited about an episode as I am about welcome sequences. <laughs> I kind of feel like we caught, we kicked off the season super excited. So I guess we just really, really, really love email. <laughs> I love email. Y'all, I cannot tell you how much I love on my email community and it's going to be happening even more. So we're going to give you a little sneak peek today. Amy and I decided we will be inviting people to join us live for our podcast recordings. Once in a while, uh, limited spots of about 20 guests to come into the Zoom room and see how we script, get ready in about eh, 15 minutes and then hit record and just go. So if you want to know more about that, um, you need to be on the email list because we love our email community and they get the best content from us. So we're going to talk today about welcome sequences, what needs to happen in your welcome sequence, how to make it relatable, how to make it fun, how to have uh, and build a great trusting relationship with the people who have given you permission to be in their inbox, right? So Amy, um, can we just refresh everyone? Like, why do we call email marketing permission-based marketing? Um, so when someone is either just straight up subscribing to your email list or they're downloading an opt-in or maybe registering for an event with you, they've already shown that they, they like you and they trust you and that they want to actually hear from you. So this is them giving you permission to communicate with them and to engage with them and to have conversation and to share your expertise. So when they are giving the email address to you, they are saying, yes, I want to hear from you. And I really think some people just think, oh my gosh, someone gave me their email address. I don't want to abuse it. I don't want to spam them. I don't want to overwhelm them. And those are all very natural, natural feelings. But we do need to remember that people actually do want to hear from you. So if you're getting someone's email address and they're not hearing from you, you're doing a disservice to even taking that email address. Yeah. And that's a really fast way to lose trust with people who have said, ooh, I want to hear from this person, right? So Amy, yesterday I got invited to be on an email marketing mastermind, um, be one of the experts to, to get questions you know, take questions and really help people think through a better email marketing strategy. And something that we kind of came up with um, during this one hour session that I wanted to share with everyone here is 
social media, when you think of social media, like you go to Facebook, you go to Instagram, maybe even LinkedIn, wherever you go for social media, the vibe there is like, let's have fun. We're going to a party. <laughs> All right. And so if you think about that vibe, sometimes this is why it feels maybe a little intrusive or it feels not natural to be promoting your services and your offers on social media. Now, there is a time and a place to do that, and we've cracked that code, but spoiler alert, we use social media to get people to our email marketing um, community because that's where I want to invest my time and energy in deepening relationships and doubling our revenue. And so if social media is the vibe of like, hey, it's a party, I'm logging in, I'm going to scroll around, I have five minutes before I eat dinner, then what is the difference for the email communication when it comes into your inbox. And we decided yesterday as a group, there were about a hundred of us. If social media is the party, then email is that intimate one-on-one -on -one conversation I'm having with you in my home, on my couch, as you read your email. Mm -hmm. Now, that to me paints a very clear, vivid picture of where we're going to go with how to do a, how to craft a welcome sequence that has that vibe. Amy, what do you think of that analogy? I love it. I love that analogy. And again, I feel like people in the past that spray and pray, right? Like we're speaking into a microphone and we're watching it go all over the world, when we can bring it into a personal conversation where that person can feel and hear you and they feel heard, that is when you're achieving greatness in your email marketing. Yes. And so today we're going to really walk you through the welcome sequence. Um, I really like a four-part welcome sequence. And listen, you're going to hear about some crashes and burns <laughs> I've made over the years, y'all, because it's all an experiment. But um my goal for this episode is that we shorten your learning curve. If you have a welcome sequence already written, you stop and you listen to this again, you take a few notes, you go spruce it up, redo it, look at your data. Um, I am very proud to say on every lead magnet we have right now, we continue to have a 70 to 80% open rate on the emails themselves. And we're nearing towards a 10% click rate. And y'all, those numbers are out of this world in terms of uh, marketing and what people will tell you you should expect. But also, we curate our community very well. And so if you are spraying and praying, if you are just, you know, willy-nilly about who you're inviting to your list, you won't see rates like that. And there was certainly a time we did not see rates like that. And last year, we got very strategic with our lead magnets, which we're going to dive into on the next episode, our welcome sequence, which we're going to talk about here. And we added 2,300 new beautiful community members last year through organic social media to our newsletter list. All right. So I'm not talking about 10 new people a month. I'm talking about 200 and some new people a month. And it was simply because we understand why people go to social media 
and we understand why people opt into our email and we build and deepen the relationship in email. So Amy, let's really talk about the first email in the four part welcome sequence. So when you think about the structure of your sequence, the first email even though they have seen you online, they have, you know, somewhat liked you enough that they gave their email address to you, it is still a really great chance to give a quick introduction of yourself. And so obviously you're going to deliver whatever you said, whether it's the lead magnet or it's the registration for the event or whatever you said you were going to deliver, of course, deliver that. But give this opportunity to give yourself that chance to get to know that person. Give that introduction and don't be scared to ask for the reply back. Say, you know, I'm Amy Hager. I'm the organic marketing mentor at the Joyful Business Revolution. And then ask them to reply back and introduce themselves to you. Absolutely. And, so and we implemented this one update change in the last really probably six months. A lot of people responded respond back. Now, from a deliverability standpoint, that's really important to them getting your future emails, right? Mm -hmm. If they respond back to you, your email service provider says, ooh, this is a trusted resource. They're having a conversation and they make sure it doesn't go to spam. So yeah. that's a little trick. We're going to be talking more about tricks and hacks, if you will, uh, ethical hacks in your email marketing. <laughs> um, but one of the things you want to do in this first email is just be super down to earth. I'm in, you're in my living room with me. And so I just want to read a little piece of my first one. It's not a very long email. All right. So it says, Hey, so glad you're here. Here's the resource that you wanted to learn more about. It's called 65 curated story marketing ideas. You can click here to download it. And then underneath that button, I say, oh, by the way, I'm Shannon. And if you only know one thing about me right now, it's this. I'm all about that joy in life and biz. I love helping business owners just like you add more joy and add more revenue. And I can't wait to get you to know you better. And one thing to know, I am human here and so are you. So will you please hit reply and tell me what you're doing this week for fun? Now, I'm going to tell you all, it has been so fun to see what people are doing for fun. I'm spending about 30 minutes a week in the inbox responding one by one by one by one. What will I do when there's 2,000? We'll solve that when I get there. <laughs> Future problems we don't need to worry about yet. Absolutely. But Amy, how did that feel to you? And how is that different than a lot of what we see happen in that first email? Yeah, a lot of times people just go so in depth and they give like their whole long bio. And it's this boring thing that usually kind of lives on a website or a document somewhere that you're getting. And I know that's not them and that's not their personality. And if you're likely to say, hey there, start your email out with hey there. If you ever get an email from me, <clears throat> nine times out of 10, it's going to be hey there. So really, how do you talk? How do you email people when you're typing that sucker out? That's definitely the stage you want to set 
and the feel that you want to give out. Yeah, I love it. Revolutionize your messaging and marketing with story. Hop on over to joyfulbusinessrevolution.com backslash 65 story ideas to grab a resource that will help you craft stories that grow your community, convert prospects to clients, and increase your visibility and impact. So they get the first email, you give them the thing that you said, you introduce yourself, you ask an intro question and you respond. Do right. not ask it and then don't respond. Okay. You got to respond. Yes. And you don't have to respond. A virtual assistant can respond on your behalf. All right. But we'll talk about that at another time. Once you get through email one, email two is usually where people are like, well, I, I feel like I've done everything. What do I do now? And a lot of people are like, oh, why do you need multiple emails in a sequence? And I think email two is really important because you've introduced yourself. You've given them the thing that they wanted from you. But this is a great chance for you to now give your best content so they know you a little more and they know that you're the expert. Again, they found you out in social media somehow. They said, I think I like this person enough to give them my email address. You've introduced yourself, maybe replied and had a short conversation. Now you want to give them your best content so that they get to know you even deeper. Absolutely. And so when I think about this email now, y'all, I have 13 years of really great content. So this is not the place for me to put 25 things. Mm. All right. I had to think very strategically, and this is part of the work that we do and we help you with is this strategic. All right. Somebody opted in to my lead magnet. We're going to talk more about that next episode. Now they're in the welcome sequence. What are we trying to achieve here? All right. And for me, I wanted people to know a couple of things off the bat. One, I have a book out called Practical Joy. And this was a strategy Amy and I decided when we were in Mexico doing some planning in December. I was still feeling like my book was very disseparate and mm -hmm. separated in like its own little silo when joy is the very thing that we are about here, right? Which is why I wrote that book. It's not a business book, but it's a book about how to cultivate more joy every day in your life. And so in this email, I decided it was the time to say, oh, by the way, <laughs> I've got a book that really helps you um, understand the foundation for everything we do here have you got your copy yet? And I link it right to Amazon. All right, strategic move to, for a lot of reasons. One, having a book is no small feat. <laughs> and if anyone's legitimately gone through the publishing process and you put a book in print, you know it's like birthing a baby, which I've never done, but I can imagine. All right, and then we've got our documentary. We had a 10 minute documentary made last year. We are super proud of, people love it, but why do we include it in our best content? It's 10 minutes where people get to see the essence of me and Amy and what we are about here and what our mission is and why we are so committed to what we're doing. And once again, I didn't wanna bury that somewhere. Right. Right? So one of the questions you can ask yourself here is, what is your goal for sharing your best content? And if you picked just two pieces of your best content that you wanted to make sure that they saw right away, what would those two 
content pieces be? Lovely. And I just was working with one of our clients and we were going through their email sequence. And originally email number two had 10, had the top 10 blogs that were on their website. And they knew that from their analytics and everything. And so they were going down the right path. But as we looked at the results in the email, no one was actually clicking blog two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10. And so when we looked at blog one and two, they weren't even the best, best, best blogs. They were just, they had been delivered first and that's why they put them first and second. And so they felt it was still important to keep those on there. And you are the business owner. You get to make the decision. I want you to go with your intuition. But we changed the order and put the the top two blogs that will get people in the right mindset and show them what this organization does. And they, they're ones that do take your photos and take the digital ones and get everything organized and put it into albums and really create that legacy for family members to pass down generation to generation. And the first blog that they had in there was how to hang your high school pictures. Oh, that really is not at all connecting that legacy part of it. Right. So really be thoughtful on email number two and what you want to showcase there so that you can let your readers know more about you and know more about your expertise. And then when we get into email number three, we really want to set those expectations. And you know, how often are they going to hear from you? And when can they you know, hear from you? And what about? And it's funny because I always think about those napkins that you have at parties sometimes. And it's, it's a joke, but it says, leave by 9 p.m., right? If someone's coming into my party at my house, I want you out by 9 p.m. because I'm going to bed at 9.15. So it's it's a similar thing when we think about the intimacy of having your email be a conversation in your home. You do want to set those expectations. Yeah. And so mine, um, this particular one in this email sequence says, you know, I we're a real special bunch here. Like if you're sitting around and you're reading this email with me and you're all about the joy, we're kind of a unique bird. Right. And so as unique birds, um, we've decided that we're going to get better at the things we love and we're going to let the rest go. And as your virtual hostess with the mostest coming into your email inbox, I want to make sure you know what to expect from me. And then I say, we have a podcast. You can listen to it here because I needed to put this podcast somewhere that made sense. Right. Come get to know us a little more. Um, this is where we talk about sustainable business growth solutions and growing your business for good. You can also expect thoughtfully created offers that help you grow your business with better messaging and better marketing and better email marketing, right? And so I say, like our messaging mentorship, our joy-fueled business program, and I link them so they can go explore them on their own time. And then I say, and Monday through Thursday, uh, my Monday emails and Thursday emails will show up. And this is all about in service of you having more joy and more money. And then I ask a question, please reply. I'm all in for more joy and money. If you're a hell yes to this, those responses come in and they're <laughs> like, oh yeah, but you can see how the tone of this, you're setting the expectations, you're telling them the rules of engagement from your sofa to their sofa, 
this is not done very much. And I think it does a lot to build trust and it does a lot to let people know you've really thought very intentionally about this relationship that you're going to build with this person. Yeah. And so I think once you've set those expectations, and again, you've already shared some of your content, you've introduced yourself, we are ready to wrap this email sequence up. So the last email is really an offer. And when we say an offer, it could be like the direct offer to work with you, but it also could be an offer to chat, an offer to get to know them better, an offer to do a discovery call. And so when we say the word offer, it doesn't always mean the thing that you're selling. It can mean some of those other ways to interact with you. Yeah. So here you have the four email structure. And let's talk a little bit before we wrap up today about the pitfalls yours truly <laughs> has crashed and burned with. So hopefully if you're in a pitfall, you can fix it or you don't go down into the pit and fall even deeper. All right. So when our welcome sequences weren't working, it was because they were sterile. They lacked emotion. They were too long. They were trying to put too much into an email. And I was basically going from sitting on my couch to swimming naked in a pool together. <laughs> and people were like, whoa, this is too far, too fast, too much information. All right. So, um, I needed to fix it. I needed to work on it. I've grown. I've evolved. I am so happy with how my sequences are going at, at the moment, right? Amy, what's another pitfall that we have fallen into the pit with for welcome sequences? Well, and I think we mentioned this before, there was too many emails in the sequence. And so once you get through your email sequence, your nurture sequence, then they can move into your normal email list, right? And so either there's too many emails in the sequence and it ends up being like 15, 20 emails. We don't want that. Or they're getting the sequence and they're also getting all of your other emails too. So then yes, you are in their inbox a lot. So keep it short with your nurture sequence. Once they complete those four emails, they move into your normal email list. And that way they're getting your Monday and Thursday newsletter. They are getting information about the Miami event coming up in April for telling stories or Joy Camp in July or Joy Money Retreat in the fall. And so you want to keep it super focused at first and then flow them into that other sequence. Don't try to do both at the same time. Yeah. And the very number one thing I have transformed that has probably made the biggest result, um, the biggest shift in my email marketing is I treat my email as a two-way communication tool. And I am just going to encourage all of you to go look at the last email or last three emails you, you sent. Did you ask for a reply? Did you ask for feedback? Did you ask them to do something or to send you something or to share a picture. It doesn't matter. But if you're not asking for that response, it is now a one-way communication um, tool. And I want you all to shift that because email is about deepening relationships so you can double re revenue. Email is about gathering your aligned community, whether they're future clients, collaborators, um, connectors who are going to connect you to other people and resources and cheerleaders, mm -hmm. right? There's all these people in your aligned audience of your email community, and they do want a relationship with you. 
but you need to be the one to be that invitation. All right. So um, those are some pitfalls and we don't want you to fall in the pit. <laughs> All right. And we want you to take a fresh eyes now, go back to your own email um, welcome sequence and see what could you revamp? What, what feels good to you? And if you want to check out our email sequence, if you have not downloaded the 65 uh, story ideas yet, please download the resource. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, you can get there. It's beautiful content for your email marketing journey. Great headlines you can use. And also swipe the copy when it comes. Look at those four emails that are coming to you in the welcome se sequence and get inspired to take the parts you love and finesse the rest and get your email welcome sequence rocking and rolling. Love it. So now that we've gone through the email sequence and we've mentioned this a little bit during our time together today. So I feel like our next episode, we really need to dive in about choosing the right lead magnet for your ideal customer journey. So we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Business for Good podcast with your hosts, M. Shannon Hernandez and Amy Hager. Come on over to the joyful side of business and marketing. Go to www.joyfulbusinessrevolution.com and remember our mantra, if it ain't joyful, we ain't doing that shit. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this show, leave a review and spread the good news with other coaches and consultants. Adios.